0: There's nothing wrong with having a tree as a friend. Bob Ross.
1: Twin Flames is a podcast created by best friends and Twin Flames, Chloe and Hillary, about personal development, shifting the perspective, and getting in touch with the best version of yourself. Chloe is a practicing eclectic witch, entrepreneur, and clairvoyant. Hillary is a mindfulness expert, happiness educator, and practicing therapist trainee. We combine our strengths and knowledge to bring you the best of what we've found has been helpful to us on our respective journeys. Oh my goodness, Hillary. I love love tigers.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, who doesn't? I had the
1: craziest experience. I think it was like a couple of years ago. I was actually at the Hoggle Zoo in Utah. Hoggle? And yeah, it's called the Hoggle Zoo. Literally, I'm showing Hillary <laughs> this mug right now, by the way, that it has a tiger on the front. And then it says Hoggle Zoo. Could you see that? Yeah, that's yeah, so It's strange. called the Hoggle Zoo. And they have a tiger exhibit. And basically it's like this whole cat section that they have and the cheetah was scary that's a whole other story for a whole other time but um i went to go and see these tigers because they're my favorite animal and there was like a big gathering of people around one of the windows because there's like a few window or they're not windows they're like open on the top i don't know weird Mm -hmm. exhibit displays um animals should not be put in them but that's another story too (laughs) There was a whole group of people around one of them, and I was over – like, I was with them kind of admiring the tigers, but then I walked over to the window that nobody was at, and the, like, water trough or whatever they get their water from – I think it was actually, like, a man-made, like, stream that they had Mm. pouring through which was nice. And all of a sudden, the main, like, male tiger just comes over and stares at my soul. Like, this tiger, he was, like – I don't even know how to explain that. He was looking into my soul, like right in my face, and then took a big old gulp of water right in front of me.
0: But like, there was a pause moment. Dude, don't you find, I, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I find that animals have an uncanny way of doing that. They look at you and it's like, what? You see right <laughs> through me. You see yes. me like, oh. Mm.
1: And what's beautiful about that, is I mean these were orange tigers is that mm-hmm. what they're called or do they have names
0: ah uh, there's bengal tigers and there's siberian tigers and
1: siberian um, are the white ones right well
0: no it gets complicated so there's Hillary, white bengal tigers <laughs> if i'm remembering correctly i believe that white tigers are white bengal tigers okay i think but it's also been years and years since I've actually looked up this information. So please don't take me as, like, an authority on the subject.
1: <laughs> um, I've always just called them white tigers. Um, they are. Which, like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, but interestingly enough, Hillary and I, we have always bonded over that. Like, even as yeah. kids. What, what, like, what are the odds that you're going to meet another kid that their favorite animal is the exact favorite animal that's yours. Like, specifically, right? not just a tiger, it's a white tiger. Like, yep. It's my yep. favorite animal. It's Hillary's favorite animal. It's true. It's still
0: your favorite animal? Still I my think, favorite animal. Well, I think so because to me, there's always been something kind of like mystical and mythical about white yes. tigers. Like, I don't know. There's something magical about them. Just, I
1: agree.
0: Oh, I love big cats in general, always have. Like, and I. I'm not gonna discriminate among them because they're all great, <laughs> but I am definitely drawn to white tigers. Always happen, yeah, always. Same.
1: I don't even know what that was about, but they're like the best. Right? Oh my God, Hillary, maybe in a past life we were like one with the tigers. Maybe we were tigers.
0: I would be <laughs> fine with that. <laughs> Me too. Oh man, that's so cool. Though I love those moments where you connect with an animal. And, like, I don't know. You know it's, that
1: they saw you. like, Yeah. It's, and he was, like, kind of a – okay, this is a little mean, but he was kind of a derpy-looking tiger. Like, I've never seen Aww. one like that. So, to me, it was, like – it was more cute, but he – it was, like, an Asian – this tiger came from, like, an Asian country. Mm-hmm. And it had, like, a very, like, flat face. Like, it was really interesting. Yeah. I've never seen that.
0: Interesting. And
1: I don't know. Like, it was like a tiger I'd never seen before, and he had the most beautiful eyes, and he was just... I think about that, and I'm still touched.
0: (laughs) You're making me want to go to a zoo, and I'm, like, fundamentally opposed to zoos because animals shouldn't be in cages like we've discussed, and at the same time... I want to go see the animals. Right,
1: that's totally the problem. It's like doesn't want to support zoo, also really wants to see animals. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: Oh, what a it's cool okay. experience!
1: It was rad. I'm gonna. I want that word to come back. Can we bring rad back?
0: Uh, my boyfriend says it all the time. So hell yeah. I it's never rad. heard
1: anybody say that. It's rad. Damn it! Can we? I think he's yeah. the
0: only person I've ever heard say that who's in our generation. Well, now you have two people
1: that say it. Yeah. (laughs) That's like, that just makes me think of Mean Girls. I can relay everything in my life back to Mean Girls where she's like, stop Stop fetch. Stop Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Oh my God. (laughs) And none for Gretchen Wieners. Bye. And none. (laughs) oh my gosh I think that's my most used quote is you go Glen Coco yes because I even say it to you 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 go Glen Coco did you know that Tina Fey who produced and wrote like I don't know if she wrote the entire thing but I know Mm -hmm. she also like produced it um she that name is actually somebody from like her yearbook in graduating class their name was Glen Coco
0: oh my god I did not Mm -hmm. know that you know what I also didn't realize I'm sorry this is total tangent but Eight side stories. I did not realize for the longest time that both Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are in Mean Girls. Didn't even register. Yeah, and I love. I'm not like
1: other moms. I'm a cool mom.
0: Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Oh. Nope.
1: (laughs) I tell my husband's mom that all the time, but then I tell her no. But like an actual cool mom, not like the Mean Girls cool mom.
0: (laughs) Dude, that movie is amazing. It's probably one
1: of my like most like I could probably recite that whole movie if I tried.
0: Right.
1: I've seen that movie so many times.
0: It's a good one. But anyway, circling back. Yeah. Anyways, today we're talking about nature.
1: And I don't think we like specified what about nature. We just are a couple of nature-loving hippies. So we wanted to talk about it because there's a lot of connection to
0: psychology. Wellness, well being yes, yes, yes. All the nature, things yes, which
1: is a lot of things that we talk about. So we thought this was really appropriate. And also Hillary and I are nature-loving hippies. So
0: always um,
1: happen. <laughs> so we didn't feel like we could define it, because usually we try to give you guys like a definition, but you can't define nature you just can't it is everything we are right? nature nature is in us and nature is also nature it's everything right it's so like, like
0: it's it's all the plants it's all the animals yeah. it's like it's all the things that we don't manufacture which those things are made of nature exactly right but like yeah so yeah. we're not defining it you you guys know what nature is right yeah guys yeah. gals and all those betwixt and to I beyond think
1: everybody gets to like define it for themselves too
0: yes so
1: Um, that being said, I just wanted to open up with, I guess, a lot of random thoughts about nature because I didn't really specifically plot anything out. I just wanted to, I guess, express how much it means to me. So
0: <clears throat> I love that this is just us riffing on nature. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Hilary and I could do this for hours anyways. And, and we do.
1: And we do. <laughs> um, but no, I, uh, I think I don't, I couldn't even like pinpoint this for you. I'm trying to think of my earliest encounter with nature that made me love it so much. And I'm sure I probably couldn't remember even if I tried, but the earliest memories I have of going outside and appreciating things on a, like a yearly basis. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was totally that kid that I would like played with roly polies and you would always find me outside in my parents. Like we had like this weird little side garden thing that we shared with our neighbors in, in the first house that I lived in. And I would go out there and like I don't know. Play all kinds of things. I like I said. I play with the Roly Polys. I'd sing to the bugs. Like, and I've talked about in a previous episode how we also had this water fountain in our complex. We lived in like a really what is the word for that? It's just like a complex, right? Where all the houses look the same. Yeah, it's <laughs> little boxes on the hillside, like you a know?
0: suburban housing. Track. Yeah, yeah.
1: So. I've only growing up lived in those so the first one though we had this park in one of them that had a really big like waterfall type thing super beautiful and awesome and as a kid shit yeah you better believe I played in there yeah um They didn't like that. You weren't supposed to trespass in it. Dude, I was such an asshole kid. I put bubbles in there once. That was a fun time. You are not supposed to do that. They have to drain it. They have to go and drain it every time you do it. And I did it at least three times.
0: I love how you said every time you do it, they have to (laughs) drain it.
1: Well, I'm sure other people did it too because I'd seen it other times when it wasn't me. But eventually they put like a fence around it and... Well, That's sad. We ruined it for everyone.
0: <laughs> I have so many thoughts on trying to regulate nature. Like, yeah. have you noticed that every time you try and climb a tree, someone yells at you? Yes. Like, hey,
1: don't touch the tree.
0: Like, but it's like, what, why? but why?
1: <laughs> um, I mean, I probably shouldn't have put soap in there. I don't really <laughs> think that was very nice. Maybe
0: not. But I but... think it's funny that you did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Point being, I used to go there and like, sing at the top of my lungs and I remember this and I would just like make up songs like singing to my squirrel friends and like the water and I would just make up like nature songs and I feel like what a beautiful way to even recognize nature as a kid because I was being my most authentic self which you know we're all about
0: on this podcast
1: I was being my most authentic self did not care what anybody thought or if they could see me and I was just doing what like lit up my soul. And that was, it. It was just singing and talking to nature. So um, that was probably like some of the earliest memories that I have, but every year as a kid, we me and my dad. And I think my mom went sometimes. I don't think she always went. My mom isn't really a nature person, but my dad is, and we really always have connected over that. And we would go on this river rafting trip every single year and it was like a big camping trip like we'd go and actually camp and um those were some of like the best memories i had we'd go with like other families that my parents knew and they would have kids that were my age and sometimes i'd meet other kids there like it was just one of those weird things that feels like it was in, in another lifetime yeah <laughs> but that was always a really fun time because the campsite had almost like little alcoves in the water that were cut out by each campsite and Mm -hmm. so every family that had like a camping area kind of had like a still water place where you could like jump in and play around and there was fucking tadpoles and stuff in there and you best believe i was trying to hang out with them hell yeah (laughs) oh that's awesome And then like, ugh, the stars at night there. Holy shit. I like I could think about this and reminisce for hours because it was such a good time (sighs) and so beautiful. And just those were probably some of the better memories with nature as a kid, because then I did like church camp and the nature part was great. I would Mm -hmm. often run away from the events that were happening and just go sit by like the creeks or just not participate in what everybody else was doing and go hide in nature. (laughs) Totally. Um, And I guess fast forwarding a little bit more into adulthood. I don't think I made that connection that I had such an attachment to nature until I got to this place now where I live where it snows Mm -hmm. and connecting to nature though possible is a lot more difficult. Mm -hmm. And I get like freaking winter fever, I don't know. Spring do they call that spring fever because I'm waiting
0: for spring? Like I know there's there's an actual disorder um seasonal affective disorder whose initials are SAD. And yes, yes. and it's literally when you get um you get sad and you feel depressed uh during winter months during times when essentially when the sun is not out. People can get very depressed, and it's actual seasonal affective disorder. They have specific lights that you can yes, buy, yes. so that you can give yourself um, sunlight without sunlight.
1: I guess they've actually apparently they make those with like alarm clocks too, so you can have your alarm clock yes, just like they do be like a slow sunrise type thing. Oh, uh,
0: I want one of those so Me bad. Too. I uh, would
1: use the shit out of that every day, every day. Um, but I don't. So living here, it's a little bit difficult. So I will say living here, I do think I appreciate nature more because mm. more than I used to because there's a time where I can't experience it the same way, which mm-hmm. that was never the case growing up. Living in California growing up, it's hot as fuck all the time. Yeah. The most winter you get is like a couple weeks of rain and yeah. you can pretty well be outside most of the time.
0: Until recently, strangely, but that's a whole other topic.
1: <laughs> um, But... Living here in Utah, there's so many more, like, hiking trails and places that, like, Mm. nature is, Hillary knows, she's been to my house, like... So gorgeous. I live at the base (sighs) of these huge-ass mountains. Mm. Huge-ass mountains.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. They are, though.
1: They are. And I'm looking at them right now. They're so gorgeous. And... (sighs) It's like that everywhere, at least where I live. You can – if you want to go into nature and not be in, like, a suburban-type area, you are literally, like, three to five minutes away at all times. And I love love that. But I – again, I don't think I made this connection until I didn't have the ability. Because even being an adolescent, I would go to, like, the beach. And I would be that person that would just want to be alone, randomly. Always wanted to be alone. But, like, sit and just stare at the beach and the sun. Well, mm-hmm. sunset usually or rise because I'm not really a sun person. <laughs> Interestingly you. enough, I love nature, but I'm not a sun person. <laughs> feel that. But I, I will say this. I think the reason I feel so connected to nature is because it makes me feel... And I say that because when I was younger, I would, especially in those like weird teenage adolescent middle mm. years where you're not an adult, but you're not a kid. I, whenever I got the opportunity to sit out in nature, especially beaches for some reason, probably because growing up in California, mm. um, even though California beaches suck, I'm not sorry about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, right there with you. I would always feel really, like, melancholy. That's, like, the best way I could describe that. And I think it was because there was no distraction. I had to sit there. I enjoyed it, though. Like, I, you know, sometimes when you're being a little sad,
0: but you, like, want to be there? Yeah, it's, it's, to me, it's like I'm experiencing the breadth and the depth and the expansiveness of human emotions. And there's something beautiful in that, even if it's painful. Yes. And so,
1: like, nature really does that for me like i feel like nature truly heals me because it makes me it like forces me to have make space and yeah. all i have is me and this beautiful thing and well it's not a thing but you know what i mean like
0: mm-hmm. me
1: and then just surrounded by beauty like how is that not going to be healing like i feel like there's no other option <laughs> yes and so it forces me to have to sit with those feelings. And I mean, granted, yeah, you could be out in nature and be that asshole who's just on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I cough because in my house, I hope my spouse hears me. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, he's gotten a lot better actually, but <clears throat> um but I feel like that's been, that's like really it is now I do go to nature still to heal, but I also feel like I can even appreciate it more because I go so long without having the same thing all the time. There's like yeah. winter where I live is like six to eight months long. Like yeah, you can't no. go outside from like December. Well, let's think about that. December, January, February, March, April. May. Yeah, no, it's about six months, five and a half, six months. You can't really go outside and super enjoy it until about, like, mid-May. Which is great, because it's my birthday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. No. I I couldn't. Hillary's like, "Mm mm-mm. I I just, I couldn't (laughs) deal with that. I could not. I mean, it's even hard in the summer here. But not as bad as snow.
1: I can't believe I'm even saying this. I think I have seen enough snow for a lifetime. Like... And I was that bitch that was like, I love snow. I want to get a snowflake tattoo. Like, I was like Elsa from Frozen.
0: It's true, That was it me.
1: And now, seeing how, like, stir crazy I get when I can't go outside, or especially because, like, my bones hurt. Like, it's painful to live here. I'm ready to leave. I (laughs) Um, feel that.
0: I wouldn't be able to handle that.
1: No, it's, I literally think I've seen enough snow for a lifetime. Like I got my fill for the last 10 years and I'm ready to move to a climate that this doesn't happen.
0: (laughs) I don't blame you at all.
1: (laughs) But yeah, that's, I don't know, lots of little tidbits on nature and myself. And I'm sure I I could say like 800 more things, but.
0: (laughs) I feel like that's this topic though. Like for me, that's, that's, I could talk for hours about nature, you know, like literally hours. And I will not this time <laughs> try to be mindful of the time. But um, Chloe, I love how you started with like your experiences as a kid with nature, because I hadn't even thought about that. But it's such a good point. I mean, when I was a kid, I was very much, you know, I was always out in nature. I mean, oh, yeah, I I did silly things and also not silly things like i had some of the most fun rolling down a grassy hill you know um and i would go and catch butterflies or like pick flowers or i tried to like um i would uh try and make bow and arrows out of things i found in nature or i would try and like make flower crowns which i was not good at but i would continue to try (laughs) (laughs) i was actually good at flower crowns bow and arrows no couldn't do that See, I was. They weren't functional bow and arrows, but I could make Uh them.
1: Flower crowns were frustrating though because if you like were. tied one and then like fucked it up you might break your entire chain and then uh, yep. it's just it's just a whole thing and then exactly. you have to figure out how you're going to get like two stems together without like the flower part to hold it like
0: I know It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> it it really was and I spent so much time on it never fully got it but I tried um <laughs> but I would do other things like I remember when I was a kid I um I I would bring home injured and sick animals. We would care for them and then let them back out into the wild. Um, My first pet I got because she came, it was a cat and she came into my backyard and she never left. And like, like that's (laughs) the kind of stuff I would constantly adopt animals or bring them in and heal them. And like um, we actually, Chloe, you probably know this, but it's been a long time since I've mentioned it we found a crow that had fallen out of the nest. um, And we took the crow home and we kept this crow for, (sighs) I don't even know how long, Um, but as long as she needed to heal. And so we would feed her with a little eyedropper and we just kind of like nursed her back to health. And that's one of my greatest memories. I used to read a book. I was too young to read, but I had a Noah's Ark book and I would sit there and, quote-unquote read this book to the bird and i was just making shit up i was like and then the the lions are friends and they came along because they like each other like
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's the best
0: it was not even a real story
1: i always think about that um on disney channel eight side stories (laughs) hillary duff used to there was like this thing where it was like funny moments with like the cast of different shows and she Mm -hmm. had a little moment where she was talking about how she um her like grandma or her mom would read her this book and so one day she was like i'm gonna read it to you and it wasn't until like i guess her like mom noticed that the book was upside down and she had just (laughs) memorized the book that her mom had read to her instead of actually being able to read like it was just Aw, that's awesome. Just made me think
0: about that. <laughs> it's like that cute child-like shit, you know? Like, It's pretty cute. I don't know, but I, I would do things like that constantly. I mean, I we live in a semi-desert out here, and so there's tons of lizards. So what did I do as a child? I made a lizard hotel out of things <gasps> I found in the backyard. <laughs> oh my god, I love you. <laughs> With like a little piece of moss for a bed and like... Also, can we talk about how
1: when I, when me and Hillary used to play as kids, we did play Barbies and like Bratz dolls. Don't get me wrong, sure, that definitely sure. happened, but. More often than not, Hillary had, like, a treasure trove of little animal figurines. Mm -hmm. And she had, like, all the cat family. It's true, though. So we would play with those, but we would go outside and her parents had this, like, pool that has, like, a waterfall type thing. Or there was, Mm -hmm. like, a connecting part from the pool to the spa. Yeah. And we would be like, this is their home. And we were like, how even do kids (laughs) correlate that, that cats, like, love running water? Water, and so we would pick that location,
0: like, right what the and hell? also like I feel like water is so symbolic both of the unconscious and of life, oh, too, yeah. so I just love like the connections that we make, but I was constantly doing that stuff i was I had all the animal toys, and I was always around animals, and like that was my shit i I was so into nature as a kid. I got told multiple times by various people, all also children. Uh, They would all say to me, like, you're too into nature. That's such a dumb thing to say to someone. (laughs) Honest to God, to this day, I don't understand what that means. I don't either. I literally don't get it. Like, we're all nature. We we are nature. Like, what do
1: you mean? You can't be Um, too into nature. Like, bitch,
0: what? (laughs) And also on the note of nature having like a healing effect that I know you mentioned, I have this really, like, this story has always stuck with me. When I went to Denmark... I got really, really, really sick, like the sickest I've ever been in my life. And it was the first few days, maybe the first week. I mean, violently ill, you know, without going into detail. It was terrible. And so I, I've kind of been conditioned throughout my life that when you're sick, you lay low, you stay in your room, and you just kind of like hunker down, right? And so I did that for a while, but something didn't feel right about it, like, I knew that I needed to be resting, but I just something felt wrong, and so I started opening my window, and I realized that things felt better when my window was open. And so I would air out my room every day, which is actually a practice that I still do every day. Um, and by the way, if you don't air out your house, try it one time, and you will do it for forever. Oh, totally. Oh, like,
1: I feel like shit's all just energy, and when you let energy become stale, like.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? And you can feel mm-hmm. the staleness in the air, too. Yes. You can smell it. You can taste it. You can feel it. I can. Um,
1: especially if you're anybody, like, I would like to encourage, mm-hmm. especially if you live with anybody that, like, struggles with anxiety or, like, yeah. any kind of, like, mental disorder. Disorder? Mental disorder?
0: Yeah, that's technically Correct the term.
1: Word? Okay. Yeah. That's, um, it's the best term we I got right now. I don't now. love it, but...
0: <laughs> I don't either.
1: But, um, but like... The, it in my things. humble opinion, like that energy gets stuck there. And if I think you so. don't release it, you're just
0: continuing to walk around that. Yeah. And there's also something soothing about even if the action in itself is what soothes you doing that, mm-hmm. like it's soothing for me to open the windows. Um, but I feel I realized when I was in Denmark and I was so sick and I started opening my window and I felt a little better suddenly something hit me and I was like what am I doing like it it didn't make sense and so I started um taking walks out into the forest there was a forest just a little bit away and and I would walk slowly because I was very very sick like most people would have said don't go anywhere don't move don't go outside but that did not feel right and I was not getting better When I started taking slow walks and walking, I would walk very slowly. I would get to the forest. I would go into the forest and kind of just be there for a moment. And then I would slowly walk back. And I shit you not, I healed from that. Like that, I firmly believe that that was a major factor in me healing as quickly as I did. Because it felt like there was no healing until i started doing that and when i did that and it informs me now i'm i recently have had bronchitis and i've been pretty sick and i've still been airing out my room every morning and i go outside and i'll just sit there and listen to the birds and feel the sun and maybe read a bit or listen to music or whatever it is yeah but being outside for me i know has been incredibly healing and and I do – I kind of want to talk a little bit about nature as therapy because I feel like that's that's what it and can be.
1: <laughs> before we move forward, if you don't mind. Of course. Um, it's interesting that you bring that up because that's something like whenever I get sick or don't feel well, that's what I want to do. Like that's – my sanctuary is my bedroom. I just mm-hmm. want to be in my bed. Don't bother me. Don't touch me. Like, mm-hmm. But Andrew, my husband, is always the one that says – why don't we go for a walk? Maybe mm-hmm. you'll feel better if you go outside. And I've never, I don't even know if he's made that connection, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm, it's making me think, it's making me feel things. Okay.
0: <laughs> right. And fun fact, there's a practice, um, that I've heard about in Denmark, um, where they'll leave, uh, like, so a baby in the, in their little carriage, their, um, stroller, or whatever it is, yes. bassinet, whatever they're called, the thing yeah. with the wheels in the bed. That, yeah, okay. <laughs> so they'll take the baby and they'll leave the baby in the stroller or what it is, whatever, um, outside, and they'll go into their store or a house or whatever it is, and they'll come back, you know. And I know um, years ago there was a Danish woman in New York who did that, and she actually got in trouble and i think they might have even charged her with um abandonment or abuse or neglect or something but the thing is and i see the logic in like it's not safe to leave your baby alone outside. totally get that like maybe not also every culture is different every city has a different vibe and there's different ways that you can trust people in different places right the thing is that practice from my understanding is based in the belief that the outside air is healing. It's based in the belief that, like, being out there is good for you. Having that air, that fresh air, is good for you. Um, And I I can get down with that. Now, supervise your children for their own safety. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying that the practice of being in nature, I think... It takes different forms around the world. I think all forms are valid in their own way. And I've found that nature is very healing. Um, There are... There's some studies out there, actually, that show... I think... I haven't looked into a bunch of different um, disorders or illnesses. uh, But I know that they have found that being in nature uh, is actually therapeutically beneficial and effective uh, for ADHD, for those who have ADHD. And it makes sense to me uh, because there's so much to attend to out there, you know? I agree with that. Um, And there's also, oh, Chloe, I love this book and you would love this book. And I'm going to bring it when I come visit you because you're going to love this book. (gasps) It's it's called Forest Bathing and it's by... Doctor, I really hope I pronounce his name right, and I'm so sorry if I don't, but it's by Dr. King Lee, Q I N G L I. And he is the chairman of the Japanese Society for Forest Medicine. And forest bathing is so fucking cool because it's essentially you go somewhere in nature, preferably a forest, hence yes. forest bathing, right? <laughs> and you go there. And you find a spot that really calls to you and you essentially be mindful for a period of time. So don't take your phone, don't take electronic devices, like leave that shit aside for a time, however long you can manage. And you go into this space, you pick a spot somewhere in nature, in a forest, and you tap into every single one of your senses. You listen to the birds and the leaves rustling, you feel the cool air and the sun, you uh, taste what the air tastes like and whatever's around. You reach out, you touch the bark of a tree. You know, you, you just tap into every single one of your senses, look around and see the sights. Yeah. And you allow yourself to just soak it in. And they've actually found, and in this book, I highly recommend this book because they talk about how to do it. Um, they talk about the history behind it. They talk about the science behind it. And the entire book, number one, very easy read, big print, not a lot of font on a for page and <laughs> pictures. This yes, book is She showed me a few visuals. Oh, it's gorgeous. Filled with pictures of trees and forests and birds and honest to god, now I know that it doesn't have the same effect, but I truly feel that reading this book and just looking at the photos has a yeah. similar effect as going out into nature.
1: And we'll put a link for this down below if you guys want to check it out.
0: And I really think that you should.
1: <laughs> we'll do like an Amazon link. You guys should definitely. I I can't wait to actually see it in the flesh or in the print. In it's the so good. Whatever. It's not flesh. <laughs> That's really weird. Anyways, you know. um, <laughs> I can't wait to actually see it because Hillary has shown me like a few pictures over our like Discord calls and stuff, and I'm just like, whoa.
0: It's so pretty. Even the spine of the book is like the trunk of a tree and then the branches spread out over the front and back cover. It's yes. The whole thing like I love this book and it really does talk about in a way uh, nature as therapy because I feel like that's that's what it can be for a lot of us. Yeah. That's what it is for me. It's a, it's a lot of other things for me too though and we'll get to that.
1: <laughs> yes, 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 yes. yes. <sighs> Is that all of your thoughts on nature, Hillary, for you? Well, I mean, I mean all of them, e- no.
0: But- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, nowhere near all of my thoughts. But at the moment, yeah, I think that's what I wanted to share about nature therapy.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, I want
0: to say the rest that we have is really, like, homework. I I mean, like, we have some pieces that, yes, kind of. It's like we have a lot of homework ideas and there's probably other stuff that we're going to weave in while we talk about homework. Yeah. Um, But it is predominantly homework for the (laughs) remainder of this.
1: (laughs) So my big thing was something that I like to do. I'm not perfect at it, but... Whenever I am stressed out about something or something feels off for me or, you know, usually it's a stress related thing. Mm. I will ask myself how I can connect what's happening to nature. Like Mm. how and truthfully, I really do believe that anything that we are experiencing, nature can already teach us like Mm. the resolution, like very Mm. easily. It's very when you can put that to nature Like, there's, it's, it's almost dumb how, like, simple the answer really is to whatever. It's true. Um, I think my favorite is actually, we say, we've said this before, where, like, let's talk about, like, how would we compare ourselves to other people, you know, we see nature when two flowers grow next to each other. Does one of them say like, no, fuck you, dim yourself down and don't grow. <laughs> no, they just fucking grow up next to each other together. And it's great. Like, yeah, the other one's not shitting on the other one.
0: Like, yeah, right. Or being
1: jealous or like, no, they're both beautiful in their own way and they both just grow. So mm-hmm. like it can teach us things. That's what I mean when I'm saying like, ask yourself how you can connect what you're feeling to nature and nature will most likely have an answer for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's so true. I mean, um, I forget exactly what the quote is, but Albert Einstein said something about like, look into nature and you'll understand everything better. That is assuming that the quote I found was correctly attributed to Albert Einstein. (laughs) We know that that can get fucked up online sometimes. Oh,
1: gosh, yes. For all we know, it's like Albert Einstein invented the hot dog. And it's like, no, he didn't.
0: (laughs) Because the internet is full of so many things.
1: Some of which are true and some are not. (laughs) You know, Hillary, people wouldn't do that. They wouldn't just go on the internet and tell lies.
0: (laughs) Wouldn't they? (laughs) But um, I read that quote years ago and I thought, oh, my God, that's so true. Because that's what you're talking about is like. I don't know. I've found that to be the case. When I'm struggling, if I look into the world around me, there's the answer. Yeah. You know, like, and it's amazing how that's the case. Absolutely amazing. It's like, huh, wow, the trees don't resist the changing of the seasons. And yet when things change for us, we have so much, like so many walls to put up, you know, And, and it's like, it's just incredible to attach things to nature and i i do feel like it's such a good point cuz the depth of understanding the solutions the the insight that you get is i don't think and this is not a knock on any human being at all it's just that i feel like nature is such a powerful greater force than all of us yeah and i feel like the answers that come from nature are going to be that much deeper and more exquisite and more meaningful than anything we could get from any other human, I agree. just because it's nature. That's a which is to say nothing about like humans are great and we have wonderful insights and, and I appreciate just it. What
1: it gonna do? Like, but that's the thing. <laughs> Talk <laughs> about authenticity. Even, yeah, I was gonna say nature could even teach <laughs> us about authenticity. I was literally took the words right out of my mouth.
0: <laughs> yes, but I completely agree with you, and I guess this kind of goes to another thing which is like i i do see nature is greater than us because it was here before us and yeah. it will exist beyond us yeah. um and for me that's why the divine is in nature you know like for me that's why <sighs> nature is like i don't i don't have a better way to say this and this is a very oversimplification but nature is essentially my god or gods or goddesses or like whatever you want to call it yeah (laughs) no
1: i am right there with you
0: so i think like nature
1: is my spirituality and even when we talk about like witchcraft and being a witch like or pagan or what have you like all of that which is what i consider myself to fall under all of that is like the celebration of nature
0: yeah like that's like the strong belief
1: system and um technically that's also another part of homework to a degree
0: yes 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 tell us i'm so excited um so (laughs)
1: um i think it's a really great idea whether you are it doesn't matter what your spirituality is for this. Like, you don't have to be a witch. You could, you don't, like, no, yeah. like, this is something for everyone. Yes. Um. But I think it's really important when you're trying to connect with nature, if you're looking a way, looking for a way to do it, to plan if you're social plan a social event if you just want to you know hang out with your significant other or hang out with a friend or even by yourself plan something special for either a solstice or an equinox Mm -hmm. um basically just the turn of a season and in i believe it's technically paganism but like a lot of when we talk about paganism it's really like an umbrella That Mm -hmm. encompasses like witches and um, neo pagans and like just not even like it's it's like nature loving hippies
0: too. Like, well, that's the thing is, I actually I was interested to know the history of paganism and I found it fascinating that the word pagan or paganism when it first came about, it was a pejorative or derogatory term. Yeah, um, to use to describe all polytheistic religions so essentially when it came about it was like christian's way of saying oh all of those other people with their beliefs but that doesn't i feel like it's the meaning of the term has really changed over time and really all it is is just like a group of religions that aren't the dominant religion
1: yes and as far as i know at this point, which I have done a lot of research into it, all of them do celebrate nature. But my point was... I was, was going to say you, that, yeah. My point was, is it doesn't have to be that for you. Like, you Absolutely. can be whatever spirituality you are, and this can pertain to you. But I did want to say that if you are, you probably already know, or if you aren't, you're just curious. There are actually specific names that correlate to these turn-of-a-season events if you want to, like, do a little more research. Um there is technically like the winter solstice is basically right around the time that christianity would have christmas or mm-hmm. hanukkah is around that time too right um, yeah I'm not super informed, apologies. I grew up in a Christian-based faith. So um, that would be right around that time. And that's just the celebration of the winter season coming in because it's right Mm -hmm. around December 25th. It happens like a few days before. Mm -hmm. And so that celebration of the winter season literally goes, I think, from like December 1st until the new year. People just be partying. But you can just (laughs) do it for a day. It doesn't have to be like that. Um, There's also Ostara, which is my personal favorite. It's the spring equinox, and it's all about bringing um, spring back into your life. This is, like, the celebration of rebirth. This is Mm -hmm. where, like, this is actually where that notion of eggs and coloring eggs comes in. Oh, that makes sense. Um, Because the whole celebration is about rebirth, and so people would celebrate bunnies and eggs and all things that resembled rebirth to them. Um, and I, I do want to talk specifically about Ostar, but let me tell you the other two. There's also Litha or Litha. not really sure how it's pronounced. I always want to say Litha because I like the way it sounds, but I could be totally off base here. (laughs) Summer Solstice. This is like exactly what it sounds like, (laughs) you know, the celebration (laughs) of summer. This is all of the things coming into, um, not quite the harvest for the fall, but this Mm. is like. You know, all your – like, think about all the, like, delicious fruits and vegetables you can get in the summer. Like, Mm. so much shit is just in excess, and it's awesome. Um, Lots of ways to celebrate that. I haven't actually ever done, like, a whole life thing, though. Mm. And then – lastly, the one we haven't talked about is Maybon, which is the autumn equinox. So all of them are right around those times when the equinox happens or when the solstice happens. And I encourage you guys, if you want to connect to nature, let me give you a little bit of my experience with Ostara because it's my favorite one. And actually I have a video that I will link down below. That is all my own video. I need to send this video to you, Hillary. I don't know if you've seen it. Mm. Um, I recorded last year, my very first, this was like my first ever witchy holiday that I celebrated or my first ever equinox that I really celebrated and I took it so seriously and was like, I want this shit to be like what Christmas used to be for me. Like, I want this to actually feel like a special celebration.
0: I love Because that. when you've
1: never done that and you've never grown up with a tradition like it, you yeah. kind of have to make the traditions. Totally. So what I did, and like the video will go into a lot more detail, but I really did go all out. Like, I made sure that there was a special meal planned. I made sure that there was activities planned. Like, there was specific things that we're going to do again this year, me and my husband. And it just, it was all about, like, eating things that were coming in, like, strawberries are hella fresh and coming into season, even right now, actually. Um, Basically eating with what was growing at the time and, or what was in season, shall we say. Um, Taking some time to go outside, even though it was still Fucking freezing here. We did it anyways. Um, and really just taking some time for both my husband and I to like write in our own personal journals about what we were grateful for for the season and what that season could bring for us and for the world collectively. And so things like that, you can choose to celebrate however you want to should you decide to do this. I think it's a really beautiful way to connect with nature because it asks you to acknowledge and I don't think all of us always do that. It's like, oh, today's the first day of spring. Cool. Like, there's no, no. there's no acknowledgement.
0: Mm-hmm. So. It's so true.
1: Sorry, that was really long-winded.
0: <laughs> no, that's okay. I also think that it's just incredible to celebrate, kind of like I was referencing before, the, the changing of the seasons, like how much meaning can that have for us as people? We're constantly changing. Yes. And so to honor the change in nature is in a way also honoring the change in us and i think that in itself is lovely and just love nature i'm so excited that we're doing
1: this shit you could even correlate that and i have actually to not on this podcast but correlating the turn of the season to like your own minstrel cycle as a female like we have what
0: sorry well that's you just sparked my mind. I was like, "That's also a great way to connect yeah. with nature is through the moon cycles." Yeah,
1: like it's true. Ugh. sorry. So many great. We are nature. Damn it. We really are. <laughs> we really are. But even connecting to the menstrual cycle, it's like for women specifically, and you can connect it however you want to. We yeah. have, um, you know, our winter season, and this would be the time that you're actually on your period or yeah. having your. Um, is that what that? It's not period. What the hell do you call that when it's actually happening?
0: Oh yeah, that's being on your period. I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
1: but like I feel like doctors don't call it that. Anyways, I don't know. They Y'all call know it what that menstruating. Oh, okay. You? Yeah. Okay. Um, so that would be like your winter time. That would be the time to draw inward, and mm. because you can't really do as much outside when it's fucking freezing, you need to draw inward and just. And that's take what time it feels like
0: too. Yeah. during that time,
1: and. Well. Then we have, like, Ostara, that's when we're – this is, like, when you got to get all your shit done. Like, this is the most inspiring time. Mm-hmm. And if this, the sooner you, like, know this and actually tap into your own body, I have personally found this to be extremely true.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I'll have so much energy going into that next week afterwards. And I'm like, oh, man, I feel so good. I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I'm going, like, a thousand miles an hour. Then you come into summer, and it's kind of like a continuation of that the following mm-hmm. week, but it's – A little bit different. Like you're, it's it's almost like you planted all these seeds for spring of ideas. Summer is like the really get shit done. Like you kind of sparked ideas for spring. Summer's the get the shit done, and then fall is like the great harvest for everything that you've done, and then you Mm -hmm. fucking rest for the winter. Like,
0: well, and I think that personally, I think that both men and women and all those between beyond, like everyone has these cycles. It's pinpointing how yours flows where yes. you are at what time you know yes. and so i just just want to throw that out there that like we all have our cycles so she right though i think i think it's reason... easiest to connect it with yeah. women because there's something visibly physical yes. occurring you know she's
1: right though <laughs> you're right she right though um <laughs> And I I was just going to say that I think the only reason women comes to my mind first is because during that winter season, I have so many things I could say about this.
0: I feel you. And I think we should have a whole episode where we specifically talk about this.
1: But I feel like it is really important to withdraw when we're experiencing pain for some people. And it's not necessarily fun to be out socializing.
0: No, no, it is not. Not at all. But again,
1: just because we can't see it or there's not something that is known for men, I don't think that means they can't have it.
0: I agree. And I think we need to, just real briefly, I think that we all need to allow everyone to have their cycles. Whether you're a man, a woman, somewhere in between, somewhere beyond, doesn't matter. We all have our cycles. And understanding and honoring that in each other, you know? Yes but that's also another thought for another time. <laughs> um I love I love that there are specific like celebrations for yes. the seasonal changes and I think that's so cool and such I I could go on and on about how wonderful that is and how great it is to celebrate those aspects cuz they have so much depth and meaning. Oh
1: yeah, like even on a Spiritual level, you could get way more into that and like take it to like a god and goddess level. And totally, there is so much information in that. I was just given like a very generalized, everybody can do this, but I mean, you can also do it spiritually too in that way. But also, I'm not super informed. I wish I was so I could say more.
0: (laughs) But I think even something like, no, you're not.
1: I'm a lazy (laughs) witch. There we go.
0: (laughs) But I do think that something even as simple as, like, even if you don't have the time or the, um, whatever reason you have for not uh, celebrating the turn of the seasons in, like, a big manner, that's okay. If that's not your thing, that's fine. Yeah. But even just acknowledging, like, oh, wow, today's the first day of spring. How about I go outside and look around and, like take it in and see totally. oh wow look at that flower over there it's blooming for the first time and like it's beautiful just even taking a few minutes to honor that yeah i you're
1: don't like, know it could be a whole thing or it could be something really simple like that i agree yeah
0: or somewhere in between like there's yeah. no wrong way to do it i feel i mean unless you're going out and destroying nature and hurting people don't do those things yeah please don't do that that's not no whole. no that's not the way to do it
1: <laughs> that's not honoring nature that's that's being mean
0: isn't it? Haven't you ever
1: seen Fern Gully? Like, don't be those people. No. Such a good movie. Or Such like Avatar, movie. which is basically Fern Gully with Blade it's Evil.
0: basically the same thing. And it's also <laughs> so good. Um, but I also, we, we also wanted to talk about like, um, acknowledging that it's, depending on where you're at and what time of year it is, It is not always easy, as Chloe has alluded to and talked about. It's not always easy to connect with nature if you're somewhere like in an urban environment or somewhere where it's snowing and cold or even if it's like way too fucking hot, like it gets here in the summer. (laughs) (laughs) True, though. But I do think, and I think we're on the same page with this, that no matter where you're at, there are ways to still connect with nature. It's just going to be different depending on where you are, you know, and it might be more of a struggle depending on where you are. Um, we did find some articles. We that did. We can link. We
1: did. We did. <laughs> so, I will say this though, for where I live, because it lots of snow here, mm. um, less and less with every year though. Hmm. Sure um hmm so (laughs) (sighs) So, whole other topic man yeah (sighs) um but some things that i do here that i think really help is number one i we do have plants that we keep indoor and to be honest with you i really wish we had more like i feel like we have a lot of cacti which, mm-hmm. surprisingly, I feel like do really well in the house. Some huh. people say that they don't, but we've not ever really had a problem. <laughs> um, so we do have a lot of cacti in the house. That's personally not my favorite kind of plant. I am somebody who wants, like, hanging plants with vines and shit.
0: So oh, I love them.
1: those are my favorite kind of plants, and we actually don't have any in the house currently. But, you know, bringing plants indoors, that's really helpful.
0: And
1: um oh i had another thing for this there were plants and there was one other thing hillary and you said it too and i was like yes that thing
0: is it animals and pets
1: no it wasn't that
0: i wish it was is it eating seasonally and locally? yep that was it um
1: it's also really great to eat seasonally you know even in the winter when there isn't a lot to harvest there's still squash. There's still potatoes. There's still like, and you can make bomb ass shit with that. Let things me sell you.
0: Absolutely grow in the winter. We have our winter garden out right well, now. We also live in California, like, though. True, but it has been <laughs> fucking cold. I mean, you know, not snow cold, well. <laughs> you know, but cold for California.
1: Yeah. And I mean And
0: we still have things growing.
1: For where we live. Unfortunately, we really can't grow outdoors. Um, We've tried and it's bad. (laughs) But you can grow like an herb garden inside. My husband and I currently have sage growing and it's doing great. Our Mm rosemary is a little worse for wear, but that's because we left her out in the snow like idiots. So she's a little sad, but I think she'll recover. Um, So growing herb gardens because you can do that indoors. And also it kind of alludes to that. Cooking seasonally, you can use those things too to kind of provide like a freshness. And um, you can also, I mean, I almost don't even want to recommend it because it's like want to see animals, but also don't want them in cages kind of thing. (laughs) But like you could go to the zoo or an aquarium.
0: (laughs) But you know what else you could do that is potentially more gratifying and costs less money and gets you closer to animals? You could go and volunteer at a local shelter or an adoption day. They need some help. Animals love connecting with humans. Humans love connecting with animals. It's true don't underestimate the power of going and volunteering even if it's for an hour at an adoption day or a shelter or the humane society they are all over the place like and who doesn't
1: love playing with like a puppy or a kitty
0: right give them the love that they need because they don't always get that when they're at the shelter it's true Truthfully,
1: every time I go into Petco, we usually make the people take the cats out so we can play with them. Even though we know we can't adopt anymore, we just want them to play.
0: Oh,
1: But then or we that feel too. bad. Then well, you we can feel also
0: bad. Do, I do that, too, going into pet shops, and I'm like, oh, but can I hold them? And I like, just it want feels them to so feel loved. And then you let them go back in there, and it's like, I'm oh, sorry, I have to leave. Right? Oh but it is gra- it's really gratifying and it's really worth it i've i've volunteered at um pet smart adoption days i've volunteered at the humane society at the uh, animal placement shelter like i've yeah i've done it a few times and i have to say from personal experience it is so worth it even if they give you the gross jobs like it's still worth it trust I me i believe so i've never
1: done that but i believe 100% that even if they give you like the job you don't really want like ooh We actually have, and I would love to do it, but I have yet to. We have an animal sanctuary out here that we've actually been to, like, they do an all-vegan Thanksgiving every year that you can go to. And we've actually gone and done it. Like, you buy tickets and all the money goes towards the sanctuary, and um, they feed you. Super cool. But... Um, you can also go and work there. Like, not work and get paid, but volunteer. Sorry, swear yeah. I was to Yeah. You can go volunteer there. And even though all the jobs, some of them are not super fun, like, mm-hmm. what a way. Like, I, I yeah. would love to go and do that. I just haven't yet.
0: I also think, and I can't say for certain, but I do believe that there are farm stays in different areas where you can go and work on a farm for a period of time. And um, I think- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ESL has a program like that. Um, so does Hawaii. So, like, there's totally options, you know, look into what's around you and see, okay, well, what, and maybe get creative. Like, what are the creative ways that I can go and be closer to nature, you know? Um, And it might even be something as simple as, like, you're walking in your urban environment and you see a a daisy growing through a crack in the sidewalk. That's still nature.
1: Yeah. Still be appreciated.
0: It's right (laughs) there. (laughs) Saying, hey, look at me. Right? Right. So I do think it's important, though, to acknowledge, like, Chloe, you're so right. It is. It's not always easy. Like, I am very lucky to be in Southern California where, yeah, it's been cold and rainy, but not so much that I can't go outside. I'm yeah. very lucky to have the ability to do that. And there are a lot of places where that's not an option to go and like, like, there's an orange grove across the street from my house. Gotcha. That's not necessarily the case everywhere you go. No, <laughs> like, at all
1: I will say this like aside from the plants and what I had mentioned if I really need to even if it's freezing if the sun is out I will sometimes put my like big coat on my boots a couple pairs of socks and I will go sit out on the chairs that I have in the front even if it's for like five minutes of just getting some sunlight in it's worth it to me to do that and I haven't really done it this year but like, it's something that I've been thinking about doing, so... Yes.
0: Oh, also, for those of you who are in areas where you do have access to, like, grass or even dirt or whatever, and it's not too cold or, like, excruciatingly hot, try a grounding exercise sometime. Go and stand <gasps> yes. barefoot on grass or on dirt or preferably grass. Yeah. Um. Agreed. There's actually studies that show that I think it's... um. 30 minutes of direct skin contact with plant contact. So walking on grass for 30 minutes, it actually can have physical benefits. Um, I believe it can improve uh, your heart health and uh, blood pressure. And it can also, I believe, uh, attend to anxiety and depression. I'll try and find the article and maybe we can link it down below. Wow. Um, I had no idea. Really incredible stuff. So totally worth doing.
1: That's hella cool. Here for that,
0: (laughs) right? Um, but yeah. Do you have any other ideas for how people in urban or cold places? Okay, I think I don't have the personal experience with either. So we'll definitely put those links down below with more ideas. Um, Yes,
1: yes. and that forest bathing book, guys, you should buy it.
0: Yes, and that's the last thing that I do want to say in terms of homework is please, 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 like try out forest bathing in any form that you can, you know, go somewhere in nature and be mindful for a time. Set your phone aside. Don't take it with you. Don't take any electronics with you, even if it's for five minutes, you know, and just notice. Just tap into every one of your senses and notice what it's like to be there. Um, And I do want to throw out that if you don't have the wherewithal at the moment to buy the forest bathing book, the first place that I ever saw it was from my local library. So head down to your public library. That shit's free. Like, use it. It's
1: it's real free.
0: (laughs) Right? And if you like the book and you want to save up and go get it, then great. And if you don't or you just want to read through it and take it back, then great. So I just want everyone to know that just like in all of our episodes, you can do these things in any way that's right for you. It's you know, true. and just like, I think my big, my big message in this is just like, nature is healing. Nature is everything. We are nature. So connect with nature and you can connect with yourself. Yes.
1: Ugh. Oh, I love this. I love talking about this.
0: Me too. I'm so glad we talk Hillary about nature I feel today. Like, talk
1: about nature, like just in general, like almost every, every time day. we talk. And
0: Yes. Both
1: of our, like, ideal morning routines include nature.
0: (laughs) It's so true, though. Sometimes I walk outside just for the sake of walking outside. I don't have anything to do out there. (laughs) Word. (laughs) That's a mood. I'm here
1: for that mood. Right? (laughs) Um, But anyways guys please 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 do not forget to follow us on instagram and twitter we are at twin flames pod links down below and uh if you have any questions concerns comments you can always send an email over to us if you want us to talk about a certain topic we would love to hear from you um literally anything under the sun don't be weird but like anything under
0: the sun. <laughs> um,
1: and also if you guys actually rate us and send us to our email which will be down below uh, send us a screenshot of your rating we have a free meditation that hillary recorded it's wonderful by the way i've done it a couple of times thank uh, you <laughs> please send that to us we will send you the free meditation back and we would Really appreciate it. I mean, when you guys rate us, uh, it really helps us get our name out there, and it helps more people find us. So we would really, really, really appreciate it. And um, I think that's everything. Make sure you check yeah. out the check out the doobly doo, as Hank and John Green would say. Which the doobly doo.
0: The doobly doo. And yeah, and thank you to everyone who has given us a rating or review and sent that yes. in. Yes, it, it means a lot. Thank you so much. It
1: really does. We, it makes us really happy. Like we get in call. Within like that day or the next day, and like we're, we're ecstatic to hear from it's you. It's true.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but thank you again so very much. Go connect with nature.
0: And yes, do it now. Yes. We
1: love you. <laughs> we Bye. Love you guys. Bye.